0: The biggest sports stories of the week. I feel like you might be there, too, and a lot of people might be there when it comes to it's the right time to see what Jordan Love has to offer and make a move. And I'm so far from there
1: still. Unique and compelling analysis and opinions when it comes to your favorite teams.
0: Jason, I feel like it's one of those movies where, like, people know the future of, like, how they're going to die and, like, they're doing everything to try to not do that. That's how I feel like this whole thing has been for 15 years. This
1: is Sunday
0: Karma. Your uh, sports fandom has set you up like that once you put your heart into something, it gets crushed. Yeah. So that's why you're uh, emotionally unavailable. I just saved you a lot of
2: therapy. I hope my lady friend is listening to this. Baby, that's, there it is. Craig has helped solve all my problems. It's not (laughs) my fault.
1: Broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All studios at the Avenue. Here's GKB founder and CEO, Craig Karmann miss
0: all right so what's Adam Schefter telling us now have we had a chance to read this everybody what I miss all right here we go everyone pull up their ESPN app if you're driving I'll read for you if you're at home I'll read for you Aaron Rodgers comma Packers At Crossroads, As Trade Remains Possible. Byline, Adam Schefter, ESPN Wisconsin. Wait, is that what he's going by now? No, 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 he's not. He's just on uh, Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. You can uh, appreciate his work with the morning show by going to uh, Wisconsin On Demand and uh, listen back to uh, his segments with them. Uh, Adam Schefter, ESPN senior writer. An off-season trade of Aaron Rodgers remains an option for the Green Bay Packers for a variety of reasons, leak sources told ESPN. Now, first of all, people are going to jump down Adam Schefter right away and be like, this is what Kyle's going to say. When I say people, I mean Kyle. Hey, he was the same guy who started this whole thing he was. on draft day, and he doesn't need to be doing this stuff and getting in the way of uh, the Packers' business.
2: I uh, I I would like for him not to take away any leverage, but I don't think it will take away any leverage. You knew Russell Wilson wanted to go somewhere. No, but
0: I feel like you're like uh, you're like Will Smith when it comes to Adam Chapter. Ah, you're like keep my quarterback out your mouth.
2: That that is that is very true. Last year i was ready to slap him. This year though, this year you know just maybe we seen Jaden was a problem. We see she was the problem. Just like we see Aaron Rodgers is a problem. So just maybe this might be something, and I'll be happy. I'm ready. I'm okay. ready. Okay, so, I
0: think I'm ready, Craig. All right. You sounded ready last week. A scenario that once seemed unthinkable, a Rodgers trade could be driven by financial reasons, the state of the Packers franchise, and ultimately the feelings of both the team and the star quarterback. League sources Do you, now are you okay with him quoting league sources here or do you do you not like this? You don't like league sources you know like unnamed sources.
2: I mean, I know the business, man. I'm good. this year I'm okay, Craig. I'm okay. telling you, I'm okay. I'm, because, I'm actually
0: intrigued. Right, cuz I'm saying there's no way you get these stories without some unnamed sources here. League sources are convinced that the chance that the franchise prefers to move on from Rodgers, just as it once did with Brett Favre. These sources also believe that Rodgers is well aware of the Packers' feelings on the situation. Now, I think Aaron felt that way three years ago. And I think he, there was some, he was actually right. But then Aaron all of a sudden put up that 2020 MVP season in the empty arenas, in the empty uh, stadiums. Then the team was like, all right, I think we kind of got to buy into this guy, even though we didn't really want to, and this wasn't part of the plan. And then he put up an MVP season in 2021 And then they were like, all right, we got to give this guy whatever he wants. And then they did that. And now things have gotten back to a little bit of a dicey situation. Back to Adam Schefter. Roger said during an interview this past week with the Pat McAfee show that he is open to all honest and direct conversations with the Packers and that a trade wouldn't offend me and it wouldn't make me feel like a victim. Now, what did I say on the show last week? you aren't listening. Uh I you know said, I'm probably answering a phone, Craig, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I said last week was the Packers I want Aaron <clears throat> I want Aaron Rodgers if the Packers could have an honest and direct conversation with him and he's willing to be committed to what the Packers want him to be committed to. So if that's offseason workouts, if that's whatever that is, I think you need your quarterback aligned If he's going to be the leader of your organization. And I think if you can have those uh, as Aaron and I both called them honest and direct conversations, then I still want Aaron as the quarterback here. Now, what I don't know is the emotional intelligence of all the people involved. And if those honest and direct conversations have occurred in the past or if they really have the potential to occur. And if they did, I think you might get the right or wrong answers from Aaron. And I think Aaron has evolved enough to where you can get the honest answers from him. So if he says, hey, you know what? No, I get what you're saying, but that's not where I am at this point. I'm not going to come to voluntary stuff. I'm not going to be there. That's not my job to do that or whatever. Then you know what? I think you'd be able to say, hey, Aaron, you know what? That's part of what we need from our quarterback. So we are going to look to move on. These are the direct and honest conversations that – Aaron is asking for that i brought up last week. Roger, back to Adam Schefter. Roger also noted in, Rogers also noted in the interview that a possible trade at this point is conjecture until he decides what he wants to do moving forward for myself. Which is kind of interesting, right? That makes it seem like it's more 100% on him. And I don't know, does that bring retirement back on the table? Which doesn't seem like he's really considering. But regardless, back to the article, but regardless of Rogers' decision, changes are coming to Green Bay. It's just a matter of how extensive they are. Rogers himself quipped during the interview, is it a reload or a rebuild? And I don't know, wasn't this past year more of the reload and rebuild? Like, aren't we feeling like they did that and they brought in a bunch of young guys and now next year? They could finally sign a guy or two, and then maybe we'd have a, a chance to see a top 10 legitimate offense there, top five legitimate offense, if they actually went out and got some guys. Like, what did Philly do? Right? Philly had Jalen Hurts, who I was telling you was a star waiting to happen, and they had nothing the year before. But they had a young, great rookie wide receiver who was just kind of finding himself, who probably wasn't ready to be a number one, They went out and traded a lot for A.J. Brown. And all of a sudden, look at what they are, right? I mean, it's incredible what could happen when you add a a wide receiver. Look at what happened with the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins added uh, Tyreek Hill. I know what you're going to say. Look at the uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. They added Devontae Adams. And you know what I'll say? They had Devontae Adams. And Jacobs ended up leading the league in rushing also. They had a great offense, I'm I'm not going to be mad at the Raiders. They didn't win games, but they, they, it's not because Devontae Adams and their offense and they couldn't move the ball well enough. I mean, going out and getting some weapons for a quarterback is not a flawed thing. Like, don't say, like, oh, Tyreek Hill left the Chiefs and they're still just as good, so receivers don't matter. It's not true. Tyreek Hill left the Chiefs and they're still as good because the Chiefs went out and got Juju Smith Schuster. Jarek McKinnon developed. They got Marquez Valdez Scantling. They got guys in the draft. Like they went out and were aggressive. And because Travis Kelsey was probably all along their best receiver, they were able to make it work. And Pat Mahomes did have Patrick Mahomes did have as good a year. This year as he had the previous, and it's probably why he'll win the MVP award this year.
2: You know, one thing that you haven't said yet, and this is all great information hyping up the fact that Aaron Rodgers is a former MVP, multiple-time MVP. But the one thing we haven't really addressed was the fact that Aaron Rodgers was not good this year. And when he did not have elite talent at receiver, he looked average. He was bottom ten. Was he not of a starter? He this was year? bottom ten. He was not that good this he year. He was bottom ten. And so the question is: Is Aaron Rodgers really still worth it? Come on, does now. he still You're have to say that
0: the MVP from twenty and twenty one yeah. just became bottom? He's almost forty. He was playing with and a he, broken finger. He okay. was, you know all this stuff, right? He he was playing with guys who he had no cohesion with, with a broken finger. Like, what do you want? Of course, that's going to happen. Now Brett Favre again, did it
2: before? And still right, was able to win games. Look what Brett Brett Favre was four and twelve. Brett Favre had those types yeah, of years but, also. But his last potential season with the Packers, though he threw the interception, he still got us close. Right, he and that was
0: almost there. And that's what I'm saying. Aaron Rodgers could do if he comes back and if he's committed to the team. And that's what we need to see if he is. Committed, and if you know that through the honest and direct conversations that both he and I have spoken about. No timeout. Is he? But can Aaron Rodgers lead this team to a Super
2: Bowl? Yes. That is, based off what? What? Based on st- statistically speaking, what makes you believe Aaron Rodgers at thirty nine? Okay. Can lead the Packers to a Super Bowl. That's all I want to know. Because I've seen okay, because I because because I saw Matthew Stafford do it last year for the Rams. Did you see the team Matthew Stafford had around him? He yes. He had the best wide receiver in the NFL. He had a solid offensive scheme as well, and he had a defense that was loaded with a lot of talent. Yes, and
0: that's what I'm saying. But the Packers don't have that. We're it, not equivalent no, to that. There's a lot of talent. Come on, Matthew, wait. They have if, the highest paid cornerback in the NFL, who we just saw shut down Justin Jefferson. They have a pass rusher in Rashawn Gary who was out ACL. and they and they were still they were still who, who, a top 70. Who's better, Von
2: Miller or Rashawn Gary? To me, what? Who's better, Von Miller or Rashawn Gary? Well, you know Gary? what?
0: My point is, in the last eight weeks of the season, you have the chance to still go no, get a Von Miller. The Rams even, didn't have Von Miller. The Rams they, didn't they, have Odell they Beckham. Did, they, did they went out and got him in the season. That is and true. were willing to trade away their future to do it. We, and we weren't the pack, willing the, to do that. Right, and the Packers have never been and willing to do that. The so, ship has sailed. No, but it hasn't. It, the how, direct, honest conversations. If the direct, honest conversations occur, if Aaron Rodgers says, hey, you know what? I am willing to come in. I'm willing to go to every mini camp. I'm willing to go beyond mini camp. I'm willing to have guys at my house. I'm willing to do this. But all I want from you is hey, will you be willing to go out and get the guys? Will you be willing to step up? Will you be willing to do that? And if they say, hey, yes, I'm willing to do this, I'm willing to do that. We're both going to go places we haven't gone the last few years. Then I believe the Packers can win a Super Bowl. I think you're looking at it. If you're comparing this team to the Rams, Remember, the Packers have been a one yeah, seed. Packers have been a one seed. Packers have been a bye. But we didn't Packers have, have had we the, did, the, did, the NFC did. Championship at their home once in the last three years. And another time, they had the one seed where they didn't even get a chance because they blew a game against a stupid team because they had dumb special teams.
2: No, it wasn't just dumb special teams. Your quarterback played awful. He played He terrible. but he, Mercedes
0: it, Lewis had a fluke fumble. No, he played no. Terrible, terrible. Don't. If let's they not don't, make excuses. The right, team but play they played terrible. If they don't get the punt blocked, they they're, we they're by, still playing. We
2: squeak by, right, and they're Wait, in the NFC Championship. You, we squeak by. Who knows what will happen? Exactly. Now, all I'm knows? saying. That so Aaron, saying that means Aaron there's Rogers a chance. Hasn't risen they to the have occasion. the kind of right. He has he not. Hasn't. So at what? So I mean, I'm okay with understanding. Hey, we've had a long time with him. Come he on, has not. Tom he Brady, has not stepped up. He in
0: 2020 when Tom Brady came in and beat the Packers. Right? Tom Brady came in and beat the Packers in the NFC Championship.
2: That team was more talented than a Packers team as well. Exactly. Buccaneers. The Those team te- was more they, talented. And they, Tom
0: Brady threw three interceptions in that game, I believe. But are, that And team- what I'm saying is, if, if you want to get Aaron Rodgers all in, Aaron Rodgers needs to be committed. But then also, I believe Goody and the organization needs to be equally committed. And they need to be on the same team. Page. They need as- to be equally committed, and there needs to be open, honest, transparent conversations to have an aligned organization because they have gotten very far. They've won a lot of games, and that shows me that they can win. Aaron Rodgers isn't that far away from being the MVP a year ago, so they can be there. They need that alignment to know that both Aaron Rodgers will put in that extra time so the new guys are there— and the organization's willing to uh, pay it off on the back end by filling in those gaps that we have seen year after year the organization has not been willing to fill in. For some reason, they were willing to give up a fourth-round pick and a first-round pick to go get Jordan Love. For some reason, they were willing uh, to do that, But they and they were willing to give up a third-round pick for uh, Joseph DeGuara but they weren't going willing to willingly give up a third round pick to go get a receiver that could help you win a Super Bowl.
2: No, I agree. I, I'm I'm not satisfied with that. Even his name,
0: Joseph Taguara. I don't even know.
2: Th- yeah, I think that's it. I, I'm not satisfied with the front office. I'm not satisfied with the quarterback play. I don't think the Packers and, what, are and what I'm saying away. Is with that player we, away
0: from a Super Bowl title. I, I've we say, this team. We were and we terrible. could say, they've both had struggles at times, but. You know what? You take the Packers the last three years versus almost any organization in this league, they've been better than them. Because yeah. if you look at their record the last four years, they have one of the three best records in the NFL. They just haven't done it in the postseason when it counts. And that is because in the postseason when it counts, every inch, every inch, I believe, Uh, I should I should make a movie. Where inch after I'm like inch, inch, at, inch yeah, mile should,
2: after mile. I should make a movie a
0: where I do a speech. Uh, that, oh, that's already been done. Oh, okay, I guess I don't need to make a movie about that then. So you know when every inch matters that's when that cohesion with your quarterback and your young players matters that's when getting that extra talent matters and neither side has done what it truly truly takes to win at the highest level they've they've done it to be elite which the which the program has been over the last 4 years but it's that cohesion it's that next level honest conversation it's that next level alignment that the packers would need and that's what I'm saying. If it happens, I am very, very on board with Aaron Rodgers coming back. All right, we're, on, we're, we're only a third of the through the article. We'll continue reading Adam Schefter's breaking story on ESPN.com and the ESPN app as we continue. It is Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin, and Wisconsin On Demand.
1: This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com.
2: I know my rent was going to be laid up about a week ago. I worked my out, but I still can't pay it though. But I got just enough to get off in this club. Let's get it now.
1: It's Sunday Karma with Craig Carminson on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOndemand.com.
0: Oh, baby. Ooh, give me the time oh, I almost turned an ankle uh dancing coming back. You in know in we that got segment. cameras now. Yeah, I do. Oh, actually, I actually didn't know they work. Well, I mean Did they will watching. I don't do think they it's, work. It's not
2: recording or streaming, but it's uh I can I can see it in and... what where were those moves at on Friday night? was there there wasn't dancing going on was there I mean you could yeah I danced a little bit when I heard my music you know I moved my shoulders a little bit you should have really had that groove like that um
0: all right we're speaking of groove we are in a groove talking about the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers you can jump in at any time on the talking text line 800 990 ESPN it's 800 990 3776 As we read through Adam Schefter's breaking news article, Packers uh, sources, I I guess the breaking news of it is that league sources are convinced that the franchise would prefer to move on from Aaron Rodgers. We continue. Actually, we start over. (laughs) We'll are gonna go through this real quick because there's a lot going on here to unpack. An offseason trade of Aaron Rodgers remains an option for the Packers for a variety of reasons, league sources tell ESPN. A scenario that once seemed unthinkable, a Rodgers trade, could be driven by financial reasons, the state of the Packers franchise, and ultimately the feelings of both the team and the star quarterback. League sources are convinced the franchise prefers to move on from Aaron Rodgers just as it once did from Brett Favre. Now that's a tricky writing, by the way. It says they would prefer to move on from Aaron Rodgers just as it once did with Brett Favre. Are they saying that they once moved on from Brett Favre or they once preferred to move on from Brett Favre? That's kind of tricky. I think they preferred to move on from Brett Favre. I don't even know if they did then. What Really? Brett Favre retired. retired, Well, I'm saying once he retired, they did when he wanted to unretire. But had he not retired, I don't know that they would have preferred to move on. We'll ask Jason about that nuance of this uh, Adam Schefter story. I know Adam Schefter wrote it. Not Jason. These sources also believe that Rogers is well aware of the Packers feelings on the situations. Rogers said during an interview this past week with the Pat McAfee show, that he's open to all honest and direct conversations with the Packers that a trade wouldn't offend me and it wouldn't make me feel like a victim. Rogers also noted in the interview that a possible trade at this point is conjecture until he decides what he wants to do moving forward for myself that I don't know if that's bringing retirement into the mix, but regardless of Rogers decisions, Changes are coming to Green Bay. It's just a matter of how extensive they are. Rogers himself quipped during the interview, is it a reload or a rebuild? Okay, so that's where we were. Now we continue. The Packers currently are projected to be more than $16 over next season's salary cap and have a list of impending free agents, many of whom are Aaron's friends. It doesn't say that. Uh, It says... uh, They have a list of impending free agents that include some of Roger's closest friends on the team. It actually does say that. Okay. Randall Cobb, Mercedes Lewis, Robert Tunyon, Alan Lazard, and Mason Crosby.
2: Let them all go but Mercedes. He can block. The rest of them can go. I'll take Mercedes back. Even though
0: Tunyon, you feel I, like you can probably get cheap and I, he'll maybe... I said what I said. Okay, so you're saying go get a more athletic tight end. Yes. Get a tight end who can like look like everyone else's tight ends. I want a tight end like everybody else has. Yeah, why do their tight ends catch 20-yard passes okay. for touchdowns?
2: Do, do no, I'm with you. No, I'm with you. Do no, want to go, go through the tight ends? Like Hayden Hurst is looking pretty good. I'd rather have
0: Hayden Hurst than Robert Tunyon. No, I, I'm with you. I, I wasn't imitating you. I was imitating everyone who watches Packers football, and you're like, why do... Why do we have tight ends like it's nineteen eighty seven, and everyone else has like tight end. like like everyone else got the news when Shannon Sharp came that there was like a new way to be a tight end, and somehow the Packers never got that message. And the Packers tight ends—they tried. They had your Michael for a little bit. Yep, they did. And and I'm saying and Robert Tunyon before the injury looked like he could be one of those. That's why I'm saying you're convinced Robert Tunyon can't be. I'll take. I'll 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 bring him back cheap. I'll bring him back cheap, yeah. but we still should try to upgrade Right, that's what I'm saying. Robert Tunyon, to me, if you get him cheap enough, but I, I think Robert Tunyon, if you could almost bring him back as your two, like other teams would have Tunyon as their two, yeah, and then, you know, Mercedes Lewis as their three, and then you have your tight end who's like your number one receiver. P- Packers didn't have a number one receiver or a number one tight end. They
2: did, and now look at Minnesota where Irv Smith, I believe, was either first or second round pick where they got him I believe,
0: pretty, yeah. pretty early, and then... Got TJ Hawkinson. Right. They still went out and they were like, oh, okay, we need a true number one tight end. That is that is a great point. Uh, I know the Vikings didn't uh, do very well with that, but uh, I mean, Hawkinson did, the team didn't. Aaron Jones also is slated to have a cap number of 20 million, and the Packers could save two, 10.4 million against the cap if they were to cut or trade the star running back. Green Bay could also save 16 million. If it designated Jones as a post June one cut, what do we think of that? I know you're gonna no. be a little okay. No. So, so even though you're sad about Aaron Jones's fumble, you're like, hey, let's not overreact. No, no we, we, Aaron Jones is still the best offensive player we have. We don't have, we can't
2: get rid of all our weapons. If we're gonna move on from Aaron Rodgers, we need to make sure we have some type of weapons. That's the reason why you get rid, rid of Aaron Rodgers. So what about Alan Lazard? Allen doesn't want to be here anymore. He felt like he was disrespected. So that's
0: um, it is what it is. I would love to have Alan back. I think he would be a great number two, three receivers. Alan Lazard's one. one of those guys who's gonna go somewhere on a contract and he'll end up with the Packers like three years from now. Can we just all just accept that? That, th-
2: that may be the case, yeah. like
0: a lot of the guys. Yeah. So this is a Packers franchise at a crossroads. No more, no more so than a quarterback where Rodgers is due fifty-nine point five million in guaranteed money this year and another $49.25 million in 2024. That is a lot of money. The Pac- I I added that. That's a lot of money. I don't know if you guys would have realized that over $100 million over two years is a lot of money had I not editorialized that. Back to Adam Schefter. Packers used a very complex contract structure with Rodgers when the sides agreed on an extension last offseason— of the guaranteed money owed to Rodgers in 2023, 58.3 million of it is structured as an option bonus. The window to exercise that option is from the first day of the new league year, which we all know is of course, March 15th until a day before green Bay's regular season opener in September. By including the option bonus in Rodgers contract, both sides have more than enough time to find a trade partner instead of having a hard off season deadline. Once the option is exercised, Rogers' cap number for 2023 would be.
2: Is it like 50 million or no?
0: 31 30 million. million. Oh, okay. Okay. Once the op- option is exercised. 31 million. While Rodgers is due close to 110 million in guaranteed money over the next two years, money he is not expected to walk away from. Packers also have to decide on Jordan Love's fifth-year option. That would be worth roughly 20 million. Fully guaranteed by May 1st. So then you're talking about, you know, a cap number of 31 for Rodgers and $20 for Jordan Love. But a lot more money than that being given to your quarterbacks. Love flashed in mop-up action in a game against Philadelphia this past season, completing six of nine passes for 113 and a touchdown. They drafted my replacement, and if I didn't win two COVID MVPs, this conversation would have happened earlier. Roger said during the last Tuesday's interview, which I'll say hashtag facts on that, right? Yeah. Okay. And, uh, yeah. I'm, but I'm, in a year where I'm not going to win MVP, it allows for all different conjecture of if Jordan is ready and if it's time to move on.
2: Yeah. You're old and you're to right. decline. I'm saying Rodgers. This is a real conversation and, that should be And that's had. what Roger said. Yeah. But said, I don't like the way he said it, Craig. What? Uh, yeah, right. they, the last two years I well, played the MVP. He gave
0: himself <laughs> COVID MVPs. He didn't even like, hey, I was the best player in football. He he wasn't like, hey, I won two COVID MVPs. He even downplayed his own accomplishments there. I like how Aaron said that. It was very honest and legit. Rodgers, 39, ultimately has a major voice in where he wants to be in 23, whether that's Green Bay or an NFL City, another NFL City, or retirement. At no time during his comments to Pat McAfee or to reporters at the end of the season, did Rodgers declare with a blanket statement that he would be back in Green Bay? In fact, his words and actions have demonstrated otherwise. Rodgers, who has spent his 18-year career with the Packers, was said to be emotional on the field during pregame warm-ups during, during Green Bay's season-ending loss at Lambeau Field to the Lions. I mean, that's every year. To the
2: Lions! Let's not. We got swept by the Lions this year when it actually mattered, Craig. I'm
0: done. I I am for real. I'm over it. After the game, Rodgers declined rookie wide receiver Jamison Williams' request for his number 12 jersey, saying, I'm going to hold on to this one before walking off the field. Looking up at Lambeau Field crowd and entering the tunnel with his arm wrapped around Cobb's shoulders.
2: I mean, I'm not saying. Just so dramatic. What, because he didn't do a jersey trade? Just so dramatic. No, he made sure the cameras are around. I'm going to keep this one, buddy. I'm going to keep this one. And then put my arm around. Just dramatic.
0: Rodgers top top a list. I think they should say Rodgers a top or tops a list of quarterbacks facing major offseason questions that include Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson, Derek Carr, and Jimmy Garoppolo. The Ravens are said to be willing to trade Lamar Jackson even up for Aaron Rodgers at this time. Oh, no, I just made that up. Oh,
2: I was about to say, hey, that's breaking news right there. That's,
0: that's the league. If they buried that at the bottom, no, yeah. no, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, okay, back to the article. If this situation feels familiar for Green Bay, it should. Favre was 38 years old at the time Green Bay traded him to the Jets and was 39 while playing his first season away from the Packers. There would be substantial interest in Rodgers' services across the league but is now up to the four-time MVP and the Packers to figure out where a trade is the whether a trade is the path they will travel this offseason with signs pointing to the fact that they will. That is Adam Schefter. you can read it for yourself at espn.com and the ESPN app. We will break it down right when we continue with Jason Wildy. It's ESPN Wisconsin and Wisconsin On Demand.
1: You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com.
2: Jamaica, he owned a couple acres, a couple fake visas, cause he never got his papers, gave a born love them with them heartbreakers, but he was Jason
1: getting Will money, is brought to you by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile, 18 dealerships, 15 brands and thousands of vehicles in stock, check them out at Boucher.com,
0: the football show and welcome to Wrexham, where the FA Cup continues into the fourth round, And it is Sheffield United of the Championship, visiting Wrexham FC, the fifth division club that's made it all the way to the fourth round of the championship of championships, the FA Cup. But unfortunately it's Alva McBurney tallying an opener in the second minute of this game, and it's Sheffield United one Wrexham nothing. Wrexham looking for the equalizer. As we now are in the game's fifth minute. Keep you up to date, as we do on the football show, of everything going on in the FA Cup and beyond. But now we're joined by Jason Wildey. We are reacting to Adam Schefter's article and everything going on with Jason's reunited and it feels so good BFF. Good morning, Jason.
3: Hi, Craig. How are you, buddy?
0: Good. Uh, Jason, I have the weirdest first question, which is, is any part of Aaron Rodgers going to the jets have to do with the fact that he would literally be becoming Brett Favre. Would that be like too weird for him? And is like, is that only me that would think that way? Or is Aaron like, is a piece of Aaron? Like, wait, I didn't want to be this dude. Exactly. And now like, if I go to the jets, this feels way too familiar.
3: Yeah. I, I, I've thought the same thing, but at the same time, like, I think it's just coincidence. Like, you know, if the Jets had hired a different head coach, for example. or offensive uh, coordinator.
0: That,
3: well, that's for sure. But, like, what I'm saying is the first step in Nathaniel Hackett ending up there is right. Robert Solomon's yep. coach, right? His relationship with LeFleur and uh, the, the mutual admiration that's there. And then, you know, let's be honest, if Zach Wilson is who he was supposed to be, number two overall pick uh, a year and a half ago or whatever it was, Um, we're also not here, right? The Jets aren't the team that people are talking about because they're very excited about their young quarterback that they drafted second overall. Um, Instead, he obviously has hit a major rough patch, hasn't handled things very well. Uh, There's a lack of confidence in him. And yet it's an organization that doesn't want to give up on the second overall pick just like the Bears didn't want to give up on Mitchell Trubisky as the second round pick or sec, second second overall, overall pick. So, yeah. So this is, to me, it's the, it, it makes sense, but not for any of the reasons that it made sense in 2008 for Brett Favre. It's just to me, you know, if you're acquiring Rodgers, you're acquiring him for one or two years, right? That's kind of the mentality. Mm-hmm. If you're the Jets. that still means that he can, he can basically put Zach Wilson in the spot. That Jordan Love has been in. And you don't have to necessarily give up on Zach Wilson. Now maybe they're ready to. I, I don't know. Maybe they don't think he can mature and improve in the two years that they would potentially have Rogers. But yeah, I, I agree that it's crazy that it's that's the team more than any other that we're talking about is this possibility. But I just I really think it's a coincidence of the universe more than anything else.
0: Do you think Aaron Rodgers is convinced Hackett would be good? Like, you know, cause uh, we all view this as, we all view this as like such a positive, but just cause they had a good relationship and he was a good quarterback coach or, or does, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, does he, I, I know Aaron may not, Russell Wilson may not be Aaron's favorite quarterback in the NFL. So he may say like, that may be a piece of why he'd like to do it. Like to show like, Hey, I could show that it mm-hmm. wasn't Hackett. It was Wilson. But like, uh-huh. like, are we convinced that Aaron thinks that Hackett is a good offensive coordinator?
3: I am. And you, you literally said exactly what I was about to say. Like, uh, he, look, he, he, let's be honest. He can't stand Russell Wilson. Thinks He's a phony. doesn't like him has taken, you know, very thinly veiled shots at him publicly. So it, it's not a big stretch to be able to say that he doesn't like Russell Wilson, but you think that he doesn't want to help out his guy to prove that his failure as a head coach, uh, uh, for a job that Rogers obviously politics for him uh, the previous year for the Atlanta job. And then obviously last year for all the jobs that were open, I don't think Rogers who cares about being right. um, Doesn't want to show that he was right about Nathaniel Hackett too, and help improve that. I, I, uh, if you don't think that that's something that has at least crossed Aaron Rogers mind, um, then I don't know him very well because I can't imagine that thought hasn't crossed his
0: mind. Yeah, and I didn't listen to all of his McAfee stuff, but a few of the quotes that were pulled by Adam Schefter for his uh, article, you know, talking about leak sources, saying that the Packers would prefer to move on, I think, were really interesting in the context of some things we talked about. One of them was the idea of uh, Aaron saying honest and direct conversations were needed, and I, that's what I talked about last week the idea of expectations going both ways. of If the Packers legitimately say, hey, you need to be part of all these offseason things. You need to do this for the the developing players and uh, the cohesion of this team. And then Aaron says, hey, well, then you need to be willing to go get me this and this. And if they say, well, we can't guarantee that. Or if Aaron says, well, I can't guarantee that. Then they know, you know what? We're not fully aligned. And we can't go into this thing unless we're fully aligned. Do you think before Aaron signed his big deal in the last offseason? They had the honest and direct conversations beyond Aaron Rodgers about the organization as a whole? Or do you think when they've talked in the past, it's been about Aaron Rodgers? Because Devontae leaving and the way that happened makes me feel like conversations with Aaron haven't been about Aaron. They haven't been the honest and direct conversation about the overall organization, which has led, in my opinion, to not being an aligned organization.
3: Yeah, they may be direct. They might not be honest. And what I mean by that is is that, you know, again, I think it, it's really important to note that on June 7th, Aaron Rodgers stood at his locker during the two brief days that he was there for the mandatory minicamp. And Rob Domofsky asked him, does this mean you'll finish your career with the Packers? And his answer was yes, definitely. And now – for the last two weeks we've heard him on mcafee laying the groundwork for uh, a very different ending and i believe this is my opinion i believe that he was convinced by the conversations that they had that they were going to get things fixed with devante that he was going to and when the devante trade happened then they were going to do other things to make up for that departure
0: which which uh, Jason I, I think that's a great point you make because as much as if, if it was about Devonte is his own human being and that if if they couldn't do that I think what they could have done was you know was what the Chiefs did right and made a more concerted effort correct. to try four or five things hoping two or three of them work
3: not yeah, named not name,
0: Sammy Watkins
3: Yeah I can tell you for a fact that Aaron Rodgers expected them to add someone uh, at wide receiver during the summer during training camp, someone better than uh, Sammy Watkins. He expected them to make a trade at the trade deadline. Uh, I don't think it was necessarily Chase Claypool who was the answer. I, I firmly believe that it was Darren Waller, and that Rogers thought that he would have, you know, kind of a JerMichael Finley type tight end.
0: And, and we talked about, mix. you know, and we talked about the Vikings had used pretty good draft capital on Irv Smith, and they still went out and got Hawkinson, right? I mean, that that's not a Oh, you know, a wild thing to see even in the division
3: so I think that's really what changed things for him, and that's why you've heard so much of this narrative of you know first of all, he has to decide what he wants to do, and then after that, it's all about what what is the team going to look like you know and, and that was why you know it really bothered me from a journalism perspective that so many outlets and aggregators did not emphasize what I thought was just as important as him saying that he thought he could play at an MVP level in the right situation again. And that was that there's no point in playing if you can't contend for a championship. Because what I thought he was saying was unless they do a hell of a lot to improve this roster, uh, I don't think we're in a position to contend for a championship next year. And I don't want it to be part of that. And I, I thought that that for all the Gronk, oh, he should be focusing on winning and not the MVP. Well, Gronk hadn't been given the whole interview. He obviously hadn't watched it when he talked. And I think it was enormously important, equally important to him saying that he believes he can play at that high level still to say that he wants no part of a team that can't win at all. And, again, you look at the Jets, they're probably going to have both the offensive and defensive rookies of the year potentially if Garrett Wilson wins the offensive one because Sauce Gardner is going to win the defensive one. They've got a really good defense. They've got a coach that he believes in. But I I do want to say this, and and Adam is fantastic at what he does. He's awesome when he's on with Jen, Gabe, and Chewy each week. When I read that story, though, there's a lot of believes and thinks, and I'm sure he's under incredible pressure on Championship Sunday to have something about Aaron Rodgers that's worth talking about. And so I I would think – that it's important to read that story and recognize the importance of word choice. And I don't think there's anything in there that solidifies really anything about this saga right now. Right. I mean, yep. no, 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 no. It's just or- that
0: leak sources believe that the Packers right. would prefer to move on. It's not the Packers would prefer to move on. It's that league sources believe that that's the case.
3: Yeah. Right. And I think why that's important is because I think, And again, this is what I believe. I believe that Brian Gutekunst was sick of him and the stuff that comes with him, all the way back in '19.
0: Well, Jason, and and I want to hit that. I want to keep your point ready because I thought that was Aaron's best quote from McAfee, which was that he had two COVID MVPs. (laughs) You know, they wanted to move on from me, and then I had two COVID MVPs, and then I wasn't. And so now you know, we're having this conversation about Jordan love. Okay. Right. I mean, so that to your point and Aaron's point, keep going.
3: So I I really believe that he gave them no choice, but to keep him with how he played. And I was, you're exactly right. You read my mind. That's what I was building toward was that quote that he said on Tuesday because, and again, I I think that they felt like they had no choice but to keep him to have any chance to win and he was playing at such a high level.
0: Well Jason, now, don't you think don't you think it was like after 2020 they really looked at it as a covid MVP and they're like all right, we kind of have to bring him back. But then after 21, they were like, "All right, this guy's now done a tuner. We we kind of want to bring him back now." I I felt like Correct. there was a little difference. Yep. Even like 2020, they weren't fully buying it, but they felt they had to. After 21, they're like, "All right, we were wrong. This guy really is this good. We we need to build around this guy. This this is our guy."
3: Yep, yep, I agree. And so, they he plays like that last season, and then we go into this past season. And what he's surrounded with, and all the issues, and his own injuries, he gives them the reason to think. Between that and the ten great snaps Jordan Love played in Philly, if they, it's kind of that thing where you can believe whatever you want to believe, and you can find the the narrative and the evidence to fit it right. And and I think the pa- there is at least part. I don't know if it's Goody, I don't know if it's Lafleur, I don't know if it's both of them, but I think that there is a. Feeling in that building that, okay, Jordan's at the point where he's going to run our offense the way it's designed. You've seen what Brock Purdy has done in San Francisco running the offense the way it's supposed to be run. We can win. We can get something for him. I can see why there are people around the league who believe that the Packers are ready to move on.
0: Wait, wait, and wait, wait, wait. Come- and do people who believe that believe that Brock Purdy's doing that because of the offensive system? And they don't? Like if if everyone believed it was the offensive system, then why did they need to give up a first round pick for McCaffrey? Right, like that's not about the system. They they why would they have committed all that money to Debo Samuel if it's about the system? No, well, they, I mean they it's it's about having a lot of good players. And if you're not going to have a top quarterback, then you need five better players at the six you know within the six skill positions.
3: Right, and I'm guessing that the Packers believe. That they can have a quarterback who's, in their opinion, better than Brock Purdy, and if they don't have Rodgers eating up that much cap space, and they trade for assets that they can surround Jordan Love with that kind of young talent, I would think that that's Goody's thought process, right?
0: Yeah, let's I mean, uh, maybe- let's. I gotta continue, Jason. This is too good. We're gonna keep going with Jason Wildy talking about Aaron Rodgers. Um, maybe uh, as a result of this uh, Adam Schefter uh, report. But I think we'd be having the same conversation regardless. More with Jason Wildey as we continue on ESPN Wisconsin and Wisconsin On Demand.
1: You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and Wisconsin WisconsinOnDemand.com. Jason Wilde is brought to you by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. 18 dealerships, 15 brands, and thousands of vehicles in stock. Check them out at Boucher.com.
0: Continuing with Jason Wilde. So, Jason, for the Packers on this, is the Jordan Love $20 million decision Jordan Love, Kyle just screamed, $20 million, Is that what he gets? Is this Jordan Love $20 million decision? Is this a decision that isn't that big a deal because teams would want him in an expiring contract kind of way? Or is this, hey, you know, this is a big, big, big decision that we can't be making until we have our Aaron Rodgers uh, ducks in a row?
3: No, it's, it is a big decision. It is. I mean, it's it's obviously an even bigger decision than say giving uh, Darnell Savage the fifth-year option. Uh, so he's under contract for next year at a guaranteed nearly eight million, and he got benched uh, during the course of this season. I mean, but the the timing of everything with the Aaron Rodgers saga has been completely bungled, starting with when Goody chose to stick his foot in the sand and say. This is this is it. I'm drafting the next guy. Uh, it was before Aaron Rodgers' extension of his contract had even kicked in. It was it was ill timed. And so from there, Rodgers' performance has now messed up the timeline in twenty and twenty one. And twenty two. Well and yeah, and now here we sit with an opportunity for them to, to say, look, okay, if they're really willing to rip the band aid off, as the saying goes, hey. All right, let's trade him. Let's turn the keys over to Jordan. We get an entire season of seeing him as the starter, and then uh, we can obviously feel good about our decision. But yes, they have to make that decision by May. And if they've already committed to him, then they feel like they can make that decision. The problem is, had Rodgers not done what we were just talking about with the way he performed in 20 and 21, they would have had all the information they needed on Jordan Love to be able to say, we're going to do the same thing we did with Mitchell Trubisky that the Bears did with Mitchell Trubisky and let it play out. The same thing that the Giants have done with Daniel Jones. And instead the Packers are in an even more difficult spot where both those teams and I know Daniel Jones had his moments this year. But I think both those teams, those quarterbacks made it so they could say, look, we're not going to commit to that. It 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 was a pretty cut and dry decision for the Bears and the Giants, I think. And in Jordan's case, it really is such an unknown that they've put themselves in a really difficult spot to figure out whether they make that commitment or not.
0: And the Giants cost themselves money, as it turned out, right? Because Jones ended up playing so well uh, at the end of the year in the postseason that he'll but, end up getting but, more but, money so than, than the extension would have. Right.
3: But but when they had to make the decision... Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: It felt like the record. right decision, but it shows like when you think about that, they had that much tape and that much experience with him leading the franchise and they still couldn't decide like the idea that, Hey, if Jordan love had started two games, we would know what we have, but it's a good point. And Kyle was a big believer in, you know, when it was down to 2% that, you know, Jordan love should have got the start. Obviously that I don't think that would have made sense given that they, they could have still made the playoffs, but how about the scenario and I know we don't know if it was exactly like Dak's injury, but if Aaron had gone out when the, when the injury actually happened, right? Because they ended up losing in that window, what, five games in a row? So that would have been the time to have taken the rest, and then he could have come back by the end of the year, and we also would have seen what Jordan Love uh, had a little bit more.
3: Yes, exactly. And, and we, asked, we asked Goody that question in his press conference after the season ended. And he, he answered all the questions in a really interesting way. He basically never actually committed to a clear answer, right? Like, even when he was asked, who gives you the best chance to win in 2023, Rodgers or Love? Uh, well, you're talking about the four-time NFL MVP, right? He never flat out says, obviously, Rodgers gives us the better chance to win. He dances around it. He says, Jordan's never been through a 16, 17-game season, you don't know how he's going to perform obviously we know that with Aaron like he never directly answered questions and among those questions that he never directly answered was if there was an actual discussion about playing Jordan when Rodgers broke his thumb in London and you know Rodgers who has so many of Favre's characteristics uh, and learned at his feet and saw him play through injuries that he shouldn't have been playing through. I mean, if it's not a broken collarbone where he literally could not play, Rodgers is going to play through everything and just like Favre before him. And so, you know, and and again, that's also... By the way, that's
0: interesting, Jason, and I've never thought about it this way. Like, we've always talked about how many things Rodgers learned from uh, from Favre, good and bad, but I think Aaron's competitiveness... I don't think would have ever allowed him to learn that sometimes it's unselfish to sit, you know, to sit right. Or it's sometimes right. it's selfish to sit. Um, because even if he could have learned that from Brett, I don't think Aaron's wired enough. Well, you know, wired in a way that would allow him to say, Hey, you know what? The team's going to be better without me in the condition right. I'm in.
3: Right. He would never believe that. And so, you know but again it speaks to the culture of that building and the sway for a guy that feels like he didn't have enough say in discussions about personnel uh, he does obviously hold an incredible amount of sway over things that are decided otherwise and so i don't think there was anybody in the building that could have said to him no look we're sitting here. you can't, we're not you can't play with this That even if you're able to throw you know 25 of the 30 passes you throw in a game without incident uh this is going to affect your performance too much we can't have you under center the way we normally would you're not practicing all week and rogers to basically say no i'm playing and when goody was asked that after the season his response was that uh we're always going to play who gives us the best chance to win and that wasn't really a consideration well if you really if you really if you're really going to say that you thought rogers with a broken thumb gave you a better chance to win then what are you saying about the guy that you may or may not be ready to turn the keys to the kingdom over to? It just, it's it's really hard to kind of parse all of his words, but he never answered that really directly either, who, who they would have been better off playing at the time.
0: Last quickie, Jason, any feel for timeline on this stuff? Um, you know, we know uh, the last time Adam Schefter had the big bombshell was on draft day. Do we think this situation is resolved before draft day?
3: Uh, I do. I think it, look, I think it has to be resolved before free agency. Rogers made a really interesting comment uh, with McAfee also. And all these, I mean, he says a lot of interesting things that don't get a whole lot of focus when he does this. And one of them was that if they had told him, we'll give you two weeks, he would have had a decision for them. He wouldn't have liked that process and he wouldn't have been happy about it, but he said he would have made a decision. And so, I don't know they're being very clear that they don't want it at least publicly that they don't want to put a timeline on him but the to me the drop dead date is the start of free agency so mid March but again they've got a bunch of other decisions they have to make and some of them will be impacted by what Rodgers decides so uh, I don't I think sometime in February
0: and, um, and that mid-March right. date, that's the start of the league year, and that's when they need to pick up the option, right? And that's when, the, that's when he would only count as $31 million on the salary cap this year and all that, right? So that's, that's why that date's really key as well.
3: I'm curious—well, uh, here's the thing. I am curious whether or not there, are, there is wiggle room on that because, according to the contract, they don't have to pick up the option until the week of the opener. And I don't know why it's written that way. I've heard a few other agents or former agents try to understand it and explain it. But I wonder if they have some, if there's some wiggle room on figuring out how exactly to massage that language to buy them more time if they need it. But technically- Oh, oh I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. So Jason, it actually starts March 15th. So March 15th is the first day they can exercise it up until, as you said, yeah, that started training camp. Right.
3: So, again, I I would think there'll be a decision. I think, you know, I think they'll probably there'll be a lot of buzz at the Combine in Indianapolis for sure. Uh, And there'll be trade talks and late night conversations at local watering holes. And it'll be interesting to see. But I I don't see this going beyond mid-March.
0: Well, I know that uh, Joe Buck always intros uh, his uh, announcing uh, cohort. With uh, the Hall of Famer uh, Troy Aikman, I've heard you do that with the uh, Hall of Famer, uh, Packer Hall of Famer and Mark Tauscher, and uh, Jason Wildy, a future Hall of Famer. Uh, Kyle, did you know that? No, I did not hear that. Kyle, we're talking about a Hall of Famer right here. Really? Was
2: this in the for Friday call? I didn't see email out. I haven't heard anything about it. I think we might
0: be breaking news here. What? Yeah, Kyle, what what do you think? Can you you dig in and try to figure out what's going on here?
2: Yeah, we should definitely dig in and figure out. I know, I know, we got a seven and eleven. We we do, but this is more important. I agree. I know. If I'm in the presence of a Hall of Famer, I need to know what do what Hall of Fame do you think he's going into? Is it the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association or no Wisconsin Journal? I don't even know. Is there a journalist association here in Wisconsin? I don't know.
0: I don't know if they have a Hall of Fame. Oh, they should. Yeah, um, you know, you think it's Packers Hall of Fame? Oh, whoa, what? Uh, no. Jason, Well,
3: you guys, are, you guys are funny. Uh, it was
2: great to talk with you, Craig. No, Jason, oh. wait, wait, wait. Uh, UW Madison or what high school did you go to, Jason? Uh, I, I was homeschooled. Oh, that okay. is
0: not true. He has said on this show he is a uh, he. He was the valedictorian of his high school. So, oh wow. So well, I don't I think he was homes. Homeschool- well, that would make it easier to be valedictorian. Jason, what school?
3: At
0: what school was it?
3: I will, you guys have a great 7-Eleven. Wait, is this because really
0: you want like to break it. this on your own show?
3: It's not. No, I, I no, I don't want to break it anywhere. It was well, great talking with. You. Oh, that's uh, yes, that's <laughs> that's what
0: good journalism's about. All right, uh, I guess I'll be able to own this story, um, which I which I like. Uh, I don't need to fight any other anyone else for the story. Thanks, Jason.
3: All right, guys, take care. Be good.
0: Uh, Jason Weldy. Trying to play it a little coy, but uh, you guys all know what's coming up next. It is your 7 at 11, almost 11, on Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin, and Wisconsin On Demand.
1: This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com.